You know, we don't usually talk a whole lot about movies on this show. We we have in the past. We've dabbled, dipped our, our toes in, uh, Justin. But I watched a movie this weekend, and I want to talk about it just real quick. Have you seen Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, I have not. <laughs> so oh, no. first of all, I would just like to say I've never seen any of these fucking movies. Like, oh, okay. not, like I've not seen any of them. I saw the first 30 minutes of the first one, like, three years ago um but was realized very quickly like not for me (laughs) um (laughs) oh my gosh this movie is so fun it's great it's great because it's just a cartoon you know what i mean yeah the fast and furious movies in general like i think the first three are pretty much like car culture kind of thing but then they just take a turn when it just becomes like they're superheroes when it becomes mission impossible yeah it's like all right, this is pretty great here. Um, but while I th- would love to talk for hours about The Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, uh, I think that its Japanese title is so fresh. It is so fresh. <laughs> oh, no, what is it? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw in Japanese <laughs> is called Wild Speed Super Combo. Yep. <laughs> and that's like way better yep <laughs> way better than Hobbs and Shaw like I get it we're kind of dumb here in the United States and we need that like really spelled out for us wild speed super combo that's Are pretty you awesome hitting me yes yeah. um apparently wild speed is like just the name for fast and furious in um Japan I can read you the whole list if you're interested um Let's we do got it. wild all right so the first one's wild speed second one is wild speed times two <laughs> uh next one is wild speed times three tokyo drift then we got wild speed max then wild speed mega max <laughs> then wild speed euro mission oh my god then wild speed sky mission <laughs> and then wild speed ice break um that's awesome. I, I mean, mean, like, I, yeah. If you've watched them too, it's even funny, like, where they get the idea for these from, because it, it's like sure. they're clearly referencing the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and here's the thing. I, like I said, I've only seen Hobbs and Shaw, which, by the way, like, going into that, I was like, am I going to need to know any? No, no, no absolutely not, not. Um, but, like, I have always loved the naming convention for the fast and the furious franchise what was it fate of the furious yep. is With so a big old fresh in it. that's so good it's so good um there's a scene but this yeah. i forget if this is in six or seven probably six when uh the rock is like he's been taken out of action and he has a big old cast on his arm and then okay. like things start getting real near oh, the end of it and he literally mind. flexes out of his cast like just that's flexes so out of good. it to, so he can lift a minigun and like shoot something oh with a minigun like that's literally a plot point like it's ridiculous and i love and it and here's the thing here's the thing i was talking about i watched this with my mother and we were talking about it and i was like if my film professor saw this, I believe she would dissolve. <laughs> I think, like, like, because we actually, we talked about these movies in class once, um, talking about how, and maybe we've talked about this on the podcast, The Rock, uh, there, some guy wrote an essay talking about The Rock saying like, I can't watch movies with him in it because it breaks my immersion because he's always in these like, you know, world ending event movies. And even in the most dire circumstances, when he's introduced, no one's ever like, 
oh, you are so big. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, makes sense. If you saw him in real life, it would be like, whoa. But, um, yeah, I believe my film professor would have dissolved seeing that flick. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. So <laughs> that's my movie recommendation. Wild Speed Super Combo. <laughs> uh, it's in box. What's in the fucking box? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 56, Super Combo. My name is Peter Hansbitzek, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Justin Makovich. Today, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, uh, Psychonauts 2, uh, Xbox, the Gamescom showcase, uh, Gamescom opening night live, and so much more. But before we get to all of that, first of all, Justin, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I mean, the sun's out, the hurricane the humans remnants out. are coming. Yeah. Um, be safe out there. We recently talked about tornado safety. Uh, I assume very little of that applies to the hurricane. Uh, not trying to make a joke about it, just being, <laughs> be safe, please. We're going to talk about this later, but I was yeah. so excited to be playing Psychonauts. Like, it was pre-downloaded right when it... Oh my right, gosh, yes. Right, like, as I was able to play it, I started playing it and literally playing for about 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, my power just went out because there was, like, a big thunderstorm that went through the area. I I was just so sad. I, I, I was looking so much forward to this that it was just like, well, guess I can't do anything. Did you laugh a little bit? Because, like, I know that I would have been like, all right, waited 15 or 16 years for Psychonauts <laughs> 2. Sit down, like, press start, click, and then boom. I would have just been sitting there in the dark laughing. Yeah, like, well, no, no. What so can then, you do? Then I was like, yeah. well, at least I can play Pokemon Unite right now. So then I started to, to go and play that. But guess what you need mm. to play Pokemon Unite? You need internet, which internet in- connection? involves yeah, power. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to be interested to hear... More about the MOBA Pokemon Unite later this episode. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that you're well. I'm doing very well as well. Thanks for asking. I realize like I always ask it and then we move on. And I but never ask pet- you how you're doing. Well, I'm not saying that you need to. I'm just saying that it never comes up. Are but, you, I'm good. but you're doing okay though. Everything good? Yeah. Any? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for the past 56 episodes, like I've been okay. pretty good. <laughs> like good enough this to like the, podcast. This is the like, first one I'm feeling good during. <laughs> hey, you know, I've been feeling bad for the past mm, year and some change. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonder why. Anyway, oh, hey, ooh, hey. Um, hey, wear a mask, get vaccinated, and when you can, get that booster. Let's talk about the games we've been playing, Justin. What have you been up to this week? So, without further ado, I've been playing Pokemon Unite. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know what it is. I heard, like, heard what it was and was like, I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, but... <laughs> Sell me on it, I guess. Uh, you've never MOBA'd? Or have you MOBA'd? Have you leagued or doted? Uh, no, I watched my friends league back when, like, people first, like, back when my friends started, like, making their own PCs. And I remember being like, oh, that doesn't look like it's for me. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, I yeah. think the thing that makes it not for me, uh, like MOBAs in general, not Pokemon yeah. Unite, uh, is just how much of a time investment those games are like a, a sure, match sure. can take 20 to 40 minutes uh, yeah. for a, for a MOBA. And w- the thing about Pokemon unite is 
it's like deceptively simple, but like it's still a MOBA and has all the complicated things about a MOBA. And I think the thing personally that I love the most about the game is that the matches are about 10 minutes. So I never feel like I'm playing the game too long. Mm -hmm. Or if I like am with a team who is like an idiot and there's like four of the same like class of of uh, Pokemon or whatever, um, it doesn't last too long. So even if you lose, it just feels like I'm getting more experience and moving on. And I have another match to go in 10 minutes. But so for those of you who don't know what a MOBA is, a MOBA is essentially uh, a um, I don't want to say like a tower defense game, but it's basically uh, a team based game in which you and a group of other people are trying to invade the bases of your uh, of your opponent and trying to basically capture their home base by getting rid of all their other towers and stuff. That was probably a really bad description of MOBAs, but I've literally the only MOBA I ever played is is Pokemon Unite. Did I do an okay job it? of describing yeah, that? Yeah. I think so. I mean, again, I've never played them. Yeah. I've just, I remember watched my, watching my friends and like, I'm going to, hopefully my microphone picks this up. I just heard like, it's a lot of clicking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that seems like it might not be for me, but, uh, what does it stand for? Uh, uh, of course, MOBA stands for, I know this off the top of my head without yep. even looking it up, multiplayer online um, battle arena. Okay, that's fine. That's a fine. Okay, that's a sure. MOBA. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, and some of the things is Dota a MOBA or an RTS? There's a lot of just a lot of. Well, because that's the thing. They they sort of remind me of those RTS games and and like, um, or is RTS like what Halo Wars strategy. was? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, like, basically, like, it's it looks like that, except it's not because instead of like building up a base to get stronger, you're just building up your individual character, and you and your teammates all have characters that you build up. So basically, okay. there's like different phases of the game. You have your uh, beginning phase, or some call it the laning phase, where you're basically just killing creeps or like monsters that are there to get stronger. And then once you get stronger, then you can start going in and trying to take your opponent's bases. And it's really a big team game. And mm -hmm. it's it's really kind of cool when when you are dealing with people and you're coordinating moves. And, like, you know, for Pokemon Unite, for example, there's five Pokemon, I think, um, per team. And, okay. like, there's two lanes and then a middle area called the jungle. And I guess jungling is a term in MOBAs. I could get really in the depth here. But basically, you have like you have to make choices about like who's going to be going in the top lane, bottom lane, who's going to be going around the middle, just like watching it. Uh, and the game, you need other people in order to be successful. Like You cannot be successful just on your own. So if you're just going to be the person who's like, oh, I'm going to shoot everyone and win this game, you will not be able to win. Because like mm -hmm. in order to win, you have to group up with Pokemon and you have to have like um, uh, complementary things. Like There's a lot. And I've been getting a little bit deep into it by like looking at YouTube videos about like strategies and stuff like that. Um, but overall I've been probably playing this game for like six hours and it's really fun. Uh, it's, it's easy to pick up uh, the, the scoring of the game. It, it's like, I think it's almost too simple in a way for mm -hmm. people who are really into it because the games are so short that there's a couple of key moments in the game where you could be like losing the whole time. And at the very end, uh, there's this like boss that comes in a Zapdos. And if you kill the Zapdos, it's almost like an instant win for your team because it just gives mm -hmm. you all these like buffs and stuff to make you stronger. So like, even if you're doing terrible the whole time, but you, you still get the Zapdos out. at the end, you can still like 
win, but that also yeah. means that you could be dominating the whole time. They get a lucky last hit on Zapdos, and then you can lose whatever. Sure. Um, but it's just really fun, like, knowing their different roles. Like, mm-hmm. I've been maining uh, a Snorlax, and Snorlax okay. is a defender character, um, and defenders basically are high HP. They go around and just kind of, like, take hits away from your attackers who are a little bit weaker. Um, so usually my, my, my thing is what I do is I go in the top lane with an attacker, and I just slowly build up and try to protect the person, uh, which is kind of fun for me. Uh, and mm-hmm. I usually get, a, like... Uh, I never win because I don't. The people who win are usually the ones who are like scoring and like high damage people. But I usually get a lot sure. of points and like get involved and like do stuff and I feel like I'm a part of the game. Um, and it's just fun because I think not only you're just random heroes, you're like Pokemon. So like yeah. you, you have like Snorlax that you can do and Snorlax <laughs> doesn't evolve, but then you have your other Pokemon like your uh, Charmanders who can evolve to Charizard eventually, and they just evolve by like killing people and leveling up slowly. Like in game, like yeah, in the in game. So in like, every it, game, it, you start off at basically at zero, and then you build to like your level thirteen to fifteen or whatever. However, it turns mm-hmm. out um, where you evolve, or if you don't evolve, you just get stronger and get new moves. Um, so it's free, and I think a lot of people, when I was looking at the the reviews initially, they were saying, oh, it's free, so because it's free, like there feels like there's some things that it's a pay-to-win because there's some like items that you get that you can level up quicker if you're, do, if you're ba- paying for the currency to make it stronger. But so far, like getting into this game now is probably the perfect time because there's so many boosts and perks for the game just starting up and all this like uh, basically pokemon like you can either buy them you can gain enough gain enough in-game currency to get them or every week they have like four different pokemon that they are cycling in that you can use of different yeah. classes and stuff so you don't have to really buy anything to, to have fun and be competitive i think with this um and i haven't really gotten into rank matches because that's um, that's where people are good and coordinated and stuff mm-hmm. but just kind of learning the basics of a MOBA if you've ever been interested in that but are intimidated by a MOBA Pokemon United is a great way to start and they have great tutorials great just kind of hand holding um, and there is a lot of depth in it once you get a little bit uh, past the introductory phase sure so is that why like I know you just literally just explained why you like it and what you find fun about it but my question is what made you as someone who you said like never played one of these before did you ever have any interest in things like league or dota uh i think my my uh, not really i never really had before this computer had a good enough computer to play it but it is a Mm -hmm. time thing and i think and i think one of my things with video games is i have a hard time playing video games when i have to stick to a schedule like you are going to be playing from like six to eight like this is your time to play games i have i have a much more complicated schedule for me so like usually playing video games like when i have a half hour or i have an hour Mm -hmm. here or whatever kind of moving that so the fact that these games are so short i can get three games in if i have a half hour free or get a game in or two games or whatever or i can just do a marathon session and do an hour so it's very easy for me to get into this but really the reason i don't like multiplayer games is as much is because of just the time commitment that's involved with it um, and I'm playing it on the Switch, right? So I can take that oh, anywhere okay. with me. Uh, it's not out in phones yet. I think it comes out on oh, phones in was. September. Um, it Got launched it. first on Switch. But um, so it's just nice to be able to like take that and like kind of be uh, like do it wherever I want. And it is such a low time commitment and easy to jump mm-hmm. into a game. Yeah, that makes sense. I um, I'll say this, Justin. You made that sound quite appealing. I don't know if like. I guess it's free and it's on a Switch, so I might at some point 
and I might you try get all this, this out, extra but... rewards rewards and stuff uh like the like i'm currently on like the 14 day streak thing like every day oh, you sure. play you get like new things like you get a bunch of pokemon um pokemon uh, like they call them uh, uh pokemon licenses or something like that that you get in order to play them whenever you want um but there's also like a bunch of like incentives i think we talked about last week that if you pre-download um pokemon mm. unite for your phone you can connect yeah. your accounts and you get a bunch of free pokemon once pokemon unite for the mobile version uh launches too so if you want to get into it and now would be a great time to do it and i really am looking at uh I don't want to buy money, but it's like, do I want to buy this Pokemon or do I want to buy a Snorlax hoodie for my character? I don't know which mm. one I want to do, but Snorlax hoodie all the way. I mean, I'm leaning towards it heavily. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a. I think we said this last week. I'm a sucker for like in-game outfits. Don't know why. Yeah. I just like my guy looking cool yeah. or like different than the. the I, don't, default, I don't know if a Snorlax but, hoodie is cool, but it's the vibe <sighs> I'm going for, for. Yourself. I guess um, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Snorlax fans. <laughs> I'm more of a Munchlax kind of guy, but uh, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, Justin, can I talk a little bit, just like briefly about two games? The sure. first is The Walking Dead Season 1. Elena and I have been playing The Walking Dead, uh, which for full disclosure, I have played before, um, but I want to play the final season, which came out like two years ago or so, uh, and I missed it, and I was kind of like, ooh, maybe I should just hop in and play it, but then I was like, but the way to play these games is to play them all yeah and, and have your and progress have, like carry over right. and everything yeah right uh, and i was also like you know well i want to remember like the important stuff that happens so we play, we just finished last night walking dead season one and wow those games are really good or at least that first one is like it holds up in a way that you would expect where like some <laughs> things are good and then some yeah. things are less good um I think you said once that you would never go back to it just because of all the dicking around on like a farm and yeah, on a train. Yeah, it's just so slow. And, yeah. But um, it is an excellent game to play with someone who doesn't necessarily, who's trying to get into games because yeah. it is very watchable and also like she made all the choices. So we uh, we did all that together and um, we were both quite upset at the ending, as it is an upsetting yeah, it's, it's game not a great with an one. upsetting ending. Yes, uh, it, it's but, so it's so funny that uh, the two of you are playing that because uh, Claire had recently uh, started getting into yeah. that. Like she was looking for a new game to play, and for a while I've been saying The Walking Dead. I'm like, it's zombies. I don't know if that's exactly your thing, but um, so she started playing it, and like again, she's hooked on it. Like, yeah. and I, I know it's on uh, Game Pass, but it's so nice on Switch too. And the cool oh, thing yeah. about it being on Switch is how easy it is to hit the home button and like pause it. So like, if she needs that moment to like just breathe, to be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay, what do I do? Okay, good. Um, so I like, guess really easy to do, and it's probably it's also one of those games too that is probably annoying when I'm like asking her questions and stuff as she's playing it because like there's a zombie thing going on. And I'm like, hey, well, how's your day? And she's like, one second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we were planning on going somewhere, uh, and uh, she was like, I'm just gonna play for a little bit before we go. But she was like, on the last episode. Uh, you gotta, you gotta do that all. Yeah, and like, and also it, it's, it's like it's he might like, not be in a great mood. Yeah, it's like that yeah. one part. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, and she was just like, it's so sad. I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, even like I, listening to her play it, I was like, it's <laughs> it different. I had to talk to Elena before we started the fourth episode because I'm not gonna spoil a t- almost ten year old game, but it's just got a sad ending, and I told her because she she appreciates knowing these sorts of things ahead of time. I was like, oh, hey, um. So, just so you know, because <laughs> she didn't she didn't want to know the specifics, but yeah. I was like, just so you know, uh, it's not a happy ending. 
<laughs> as an FYI. Just like, okay, <laughs> fine. But um, I, I believe we're going to play through all of them together, uh, which will be which will be and a lot of fun. You said you played through two and three before, right? Yes. Are yes. they as good? I would say that like they three was kind of a misstep because you don't. So, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, just the premise of the game. You do not play as Clementine, uh, which like the whole series is about her. And then she's she's a character who shows up, but she starts doing stuff. But because you have like spent so much time with her and you play as her in the second one, she starts like doing stuff that like sometimes I was like, I, is that my if I were playing as her. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I guess like at the end of the day, whatever, it's a character in a game, but um, kind of a misstep. But I heard that the fourth one was really good. OK. Or at least a, a good ending to it. So that's why I want to um, go through and see that. I think that they uh, in, definitely improve the fucking around sections where it's just like all right, t- time to look at that generator yeah all right well, and i mean i mean those games obviously like have evolved so much to be like crazy and like when when uh the batman games that that mm-hmm. telltale did i really enjoyed those because they are very action heavy and like the story is pretty good with them but yeah yeah and that's not still the first one i, I love that game i just i just don't feel like going back <laughs> I, it, i'll say this when the when it's slow it is slow. Yeah. And I appreciated having somewhere, someone there to either talk to about the game or just talk to while it's like, all right, well, we're going to take 30 minutes and try and figure out how to start the train. <laughs> <laughs> Vividly remember that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, great game. That's one. Two is I played through all of the Forgotten City this past week. And if you played 12 minutes and like us, we're kind of like, well, that sucked ass um play the forgotten city that's a good that's a fun game uh it's it's an award-winning skyrim mod which got turned into its own standalone game where you play as this guy who wanders into this um ancient roman city in modern day um that where everyone can't get out and they have this there's this unspoken rule or i guess it's not unspoken they very much talk about it um where if anyone in the city any of the 22 characters who live in the city commit a sin then they all get turned to gold and die uh and you then restart that day by um it's like everything resets and and every time a sin is committed it restarts yes and like light spoiler for this game what's cool is they say like anytime anyone commits a sin this happens you are the one who gets to choose when to reset the loop because it won't reset on its own. Oh, so everything's it's, just gold. It's, well, it, it's not, what I'm trying to say is like with um, 12 minutes, every in-game 12 minutes, the loop resets. Yeah. With the Forgotten City, you get to choose when you want to restart the loop. Oh, that's pretty cool. So like if you're like, okay, well, I've done all I need to do in this loop. I'm just going to steal, I don't know, a thousand denarii and then uh, reset everything. So... How long um, is it? Like, I- I'm super interested in this game, yeah. uh, I- and I'm going to wait for it to come out on Switch, I think, because I think this is going to live on Switch for me. Yes, yes. Uh, it was like six to eight hours. Cool. Uh, and and here's the thing, too. Like, we like we talked about last week with uh, 12 Minutes, there are so many times where you restart the loop and you're like, what am I supposed to do? How do or like, I-, I know what I'm supposed to do. How do I get that done? With... Uh, the Forgotten City, every single time you restart a loop, you because you're the one who did it, you know exactly what needs to happen next mm. and how to do it. So you're like, okay, well, I just found out that this person needs this before this happens. Okay, cool. So 
I'm going to get that and then just get, give it to him before that happens. It's very, very actionable. And it's a little overwhelming at first when you are like learning all of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just follow some of those quest lines and, and stick with it for an hour or so, it really starts to click. And um, there are there are a few different endings. There are four, I believe. And the ending I got, I was kind of like, oh, maybe before I initiated it, I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and see some of those other endings. And it was an incredibly satisfying ending where I was like, actually, don't need to touch it. I'm good. <laughs> I got the one I wanted. Yep. And um, that's on console. I played it on PC, but it's on consoles and it's coming to Switch later this year. Yeah. Uh, have you ever played Outer Wilds? No. Um, but I know that I probably would like it for Yeah, much. yeah. I, I like it because it's very open. Part of the thing with that, it's different with the frustration about like repeating stuff of um, 12 minutes, but it does mm-hmm. feel like it takes a lot of time sometimes if there's like a pu- particular puzzle where you're like waiting for a certain thing to do that there is a lot of repeating stuff. And the world yeah. is so big that you're in that sometimes like messing up can just, it, it's 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 a little bit annoying. But the cool thing is that the game is rewarding your exploration more so yeah. than I feel like you're punished by it. There's always something else to do. If you get stuck on one puzzle, there's another site and they're really good at like queuing you like for example the game starts the every loop starts with you watching this like satellite explode above you okay so the question is first well how do i get to that satellite right and then Mm -hmm. you get to that satellite and then you get there and something else kind of changes that draws your focus to another place and then you're like flying to the satellite and you see like a black hole and you're like well wait a second (laughs) i gotta get that right and like it's just like that's some cool stuff like that um so take that 12 minutes you're not even the forgotten city never made me feel stupid uh, it always like, even if I messed up something in a loop, there was usually always something else to do where it's yeah. like, okay, well I messed that up. So I'm going to go try this thing instead. Uh, and also, uh, it circumvents the frustration of being like, okay, well I have like to set this all up. I have to do all this stuff over and again, because there's a character who you meet as soon as you walk into the city who you can say, Hey, I need you to go take care of this real quick. And then he goes and does it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, so like if you, uh, one of the first things that can happen is this person dies of, of poisoning and you can get the cure. Yeah. And when you have the antidote, you just have it forever. And so you just talk to this guy. Hey, I need you to go run this cure over to. Cool. These so it's not like every single time you're like doing 12 Correct. clicks in order to make it work or. Correct. And also what I appreciate is that like 12 minutes. I mean, I guess 12 minutes is a more realistic way of this happening, but the forgotten city is a much more fun way of doing it. Uh, you just have like, most of the characters, if you're like, you have a lot of conversation options because it's a Skyrim mod and it's like very similar to that sort of structure. Uh, you basically just say, hey, so we've had this conversation before. I'm in a time loop. And they go, got it. All right. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like very unfazed. Like, OK, cool. So anyway, uh, which is Do, does like. it, is it act like Skyrim when you like walk into a room and they all like stop what they're doing and like start turning towards you and like <laughs> saying like, oh, are you doing there? Uh, no, but. You could tell this is a Skyrim mod. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, it, it does not... Mm-hmm. If I didn't know it was a Skyrim mod, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, this is kind of exactly like Skyrim. <laughs> um, but there's not like... I mean, it is it is 100% not Skyrim, because like if this were a quest in Skyrim, it would end with like, all right, now kill a bunch of people uh, yeah. with your axe or sword or whatever. Um, that is not an option in this game as if you killed someone, you would reset the loop. Oh, that's so, kind of cool. And it, it's interesting. It asks a lot of questions. I, I love I love a game that asks questions or has something to say. Um, Jeopardy. I, I, dude, you want to talk about Jeopardy? 
I can talk about Jeopardy all day. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even joking. I watch a lot of Jeopardy because I live with my parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's true. But um, uh, it asks a lot of questions about like, well, what is a sin, and who who gets to choose what is moral and what isn't moral? Uh, because some things are allowed that aren't sins. Like you, it, there's a um, kind of sleazy uh, merchant who the reason this one person's dying from poison is because he, it, it costs a thousand denarii to get the medicine. And he is like, sorry, you don't have a thousand denarii. I'm not going to save you. And like, basically the main character is like, well, isn't that, I mean, like you're, you are basically killing this woman. And he's like, not my problem. That's mm. not a sin. But to some people that would be considered that, but just look at cool pharmaceuticals. Uh, same, same questions are being asked every day. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, The Forgotten City. Uh, so speaking of time loop games, I actually did yep. go back to play 12 Minutes again after our conversation. And you love it. And now you just you can't you love it. So Okay, the, go on. The ending, the ending that I got, the final ending of it, mm-hmm. and basically ended up resetting my progress. And I wanted to play around with a few things, right? So I wanted to get back to the end of the game in order to do that. So I was like, I want to do this as quickly as possible in order to do that. Okay. Let me tell you. It's pretty awesome to try to speedrun this game. Oh? Because they do a great job of, like, logicking decisions and stuff. So on that first run, I basically got, like, pretty much halfway through everything. Um, Like, and they were able to make the character explain it even before I knew I was in a time loop. Uh, so, like, literally come home, hey, honey, I'm home. You were able to get things done. Without- yeah, like, like I, uh, w- uh, this might be a spoiler. You can blur, blur it out or, or cut it out later. But basically, I was able to uh, show someone a Polaroid, and he knew hmm. that someone was innocent based on gotcha. Polaroid. Like, gotcha. okay. first, first run through. And I was shocked mm-hmm. at how much I was able to get through doing that and, like, trying yeah. to, like, like everything from like trying to convince it was it was just they the logic was kind of cool in that moment (laughs) and then i think i ended up doing it i got through the game in about 45 minutes there was like two things at the end Hmm. that i needed to like do better by like getting information earlier in order for my character to know stuff but to get kind of rushed through it in 45 minutes it was still like challenging knowing what to do and trying yeah. to do it as fast as possible. Uh, I'm sure there's like a, a walkthrough online about how to do it in like two loops or whatever, or however much it is. But mm-hmm. um, I, it was fun to play around with it in that way. And I think that goes back to what my initial problem with the game was. It did not feel like a sandbox. It didn't feel like I had the ability to do whatever I want and try to make it work. And the game would reward me for that. Like it's if, like the, there are very rigid solutions yes. to what the puzzles yes. are. Yes, yeah. with the exception of like how much can I do and how much can the game recognize I did like in the speed running thing was actually mm-hmm. surprising compared to what the rest of the game was. So that's a fun fun exercise once you beat the game mm-hmm. to try to do that again, I would say. I uh, so I've you know, it's been a week. I've sat on my thoughts with 12 minutes and I think like <laughs> I think I fucking hate this. <laughs> game. Uh, like I think I really I think it's really, really despicable. Um as I was sitting on it, I was thinking about, like, the violence towards Daisy Ridley's character is, like, sickening. Not, like, really, really, like, just at face value, the fact that you are committing these, like, horrible acts against her pretty pretty consistently. Uh, 
I just don't like. <laughs> I just think it's gross, and particularly because your character loves her so much that you wouldn't want anything to happen to her. But it's like you drug her all the time, or you or you killed her, or whatever. I don't know. I I, I think listen if you if you've played the game and want to hear a spoiler discussion about it, we have an episode on it. Uh, and I think I would just be rehashing a lot of that, but I just, at the end of the day, think like, mm, mm, uh. um, so yeah. one of the, this is kind of out of the curriculum now, but one of the things, uh, we, we actually did freshman year, um, in my English class. I don't know if we did it for you was watch groundhog day. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that with you. Um, and basically one of the, the lessons that we talk about is about like, you know, decision-making and like, you know, what, what's the right and wrong decision, what's a good and a bad decision. And mm-hmm. the groundhog is an interesting example because this, this man it's with Bill Murray. Basically he's living the groundhog day over and over and over again. Right. If you didn't know you should, it's a good movie. Um, good movie. but like, at a certain point, if you're stuck in this loop for, as some have like theorized hundreds of years, 10,000 years, you know, like if, if that is what you're in, what is like going back to like moral choices, what is right is wrong. What would you do to get out of that loop? Like eventually Mm -hmm. like his character goes through a major like depressive state when he tries to like kill himself and like a bunch of different ways to try to end the loop and find a way to end the loop. Um, you know, I think I think it's interesting that they do give you those options. Like you, 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 you that I think you said in last week's review about like accidentally killing your wife because you thought you were trying to do something. It's yeah. cool they give you those options that you don't. You, you, by the way, you don't have to kill your wife to beat the game. No, just but I hope that's can. not a spoiler. But you can. It's there, which is yeah to experiment with. And I'm if glad you're, if you're stuck on a puzzle, like you might in the back of your mind be like, "Is this the way I solved the puzzle?" <laughs> Can I tell you something? I thought one of the solutions to get the credits of the game was, fuck, this is so dark. It's like so dark. Ah, it makes me feel so gross. I thought to end the game, and I was, I would have been like very upset if this was an ending. Was kill the wife, kill the hitman, kill yourself. <laughs> like boom. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, oh gosh. Anyway, you were saying sorry. Groundhog's Day. Bill Murray. Well, but like, but like, it it kind of like it's cool that it can allow you to do that stuff. And I think again, the concept and the idea and some of the execution at first. That first couple loops that you're playing this game, I think, mm-hmm. is really well done. But then it's everything that comes after that that is just not great. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, another 12 minutes for 12 minutes. <laughs> I, I, guess st- so. I didn't have the stopwatch going this time, but it was probably 12 no, minutes. No, not quite. But that I think I think we've had our fill. Um, Justin, let's talk about Psychonauts 2. Because I've been playing it this week. You've been playing it this week. I uh, want to hear your thoughts because last week we talked about how we had both finished the original Psychonauts, um, and as someone who's never played it before, I adored it, and then now with Psychonauts 2, here's a spoiler, I love Psychonauts 2. It is is a lot of more of the same in terms of the original, but uh, all stuff I like, hey, more ice cream is more ice cream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so uh, what do you think? Um, this is gonna sound. I'm gonna. I don't want to sound negative when, mm-hmm. like, when I talk about this game. I feel like I talk about games a lot. Like, I don't want to sound negative, but it's about to be. Um, yeah, it's criticism. Go ahead. This game makes me appreciate Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart so much more. Mm, how come? Uh, and part of it is that the just how clean and fun it was to play rift apart 
And yeah. I never felt like I was struggling against a controller. If I died, it was like, I got to like find a different way to like use a different weapon loadout. I still feel like there was skill based in here. This one, it's a better version of a 15 year old game, but there's still moments where I just feel it's a little bit sloppy. Um, okay. And I get frustrated with it. And they've expanded the combat in the game, but I think yes. the combat is worse. Interesting. I think it's better than the first one, but I still find it to be like maybe the like the worst part of the game. Yeah, I find like, it, I, it's you know. it's better than the first one in the fact that it's more than just pressing a button over and over again. But I feel yeah. like it's just whenever you have like a moment when it's like, all right, there's a combat arena. Here is uh, a couple waves of enemies. I'm like, I roll my eyes every time that happens. Sure. Um. So the the game itself, I think, is really fun. I like a lot of the systems that they do. I like the um, upgrade system that they have throughout with all your telekinetic powers. Uh, yeah. And also, like, the the badge system. Like, basically, your character can have three, I think, pins on that change various stats. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the color of your uh, telekinetic ball or your... Um, some, like, more useful ones, like giving you an extra attack or making your attack stronger or having health kind of, like... Uh, gravitate towards you mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like cool like customizable stuff like that that makes the game deep more deep than the other stuff th- than the other one but i think the thing that makes me like the first one more so far is the focus on the brains of people rather than it being the focus on everything like it, it just seems like this game uh, you how much how long have you played it so I got through, um, I couldn't tell you hours wise. I'm, I'm early. I got through the first real brain. Right. Like I, I got, f- uh, what's her name? Agent, uh, Forsyth. Did that, uh, met up with Raz's family who are hilarious and wonderful. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I've been exploring the world now that it's all opened up. Yeah. So you, you said you probably played the game for five hours. I'm assuming at least, right? Yeah, about that. And you did one, like, technically two brains? Yeah. Like, to me, that's the part I always love, like, in the other Psychonauts, going into these it's different brains quick. and how yeah. different they are and how, how really the, the focus of the game are the brains. This one, there's so much more. There's a bigger world, a bigger thing to explore, everything mm-hmm. like that, which is cool, but the brains are where the fun is for me in the game. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there, there's more, but, like, to play it that long without getting into brains, I feel like unless you you remember the last one it's not going to really hook people the same mm-hmm. way about what's so great about this game now the characters are fantastic i feel like the storytelling is fantastic and the first yeah. game was the storytelling was was great but this one is awesome too but even thinking about that first brain that whole first brain is not for like advancing the story as much it's only like basically like we want to we want to get out of this place we want to go on this mission with you and it's yeah. just like this whole like two hour mission in order to leave the headquarters or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel to me like it's that was a good pace to start the game. Sure. And it just seems a little slow at times. But, you know, I it's not bad. I like it. I want to beat it before I make my final decision on it. Um, but I mean, what about you? What What is making this one of your favorite games of all time? Not of all time, but of, of all time. I've played four hours. Um I will say this so far, this is one of those games where I'm like, oh, this might be one that I really remember from like 2021. I just think it's got a lot of character and charm. I really like Raz. I 
I, I don't know if I identify with him, but I'm rooting for him the whole time. He's so sweet, and he's so like, I don't know. He's he's he shows up and he's an intern, but he's like so excited to be an intern, and then everyone's like, not putting him down, but like, I mean, he's an intern, so he's like barely any he's barely a part of the organization but he's so stoked to be there and then all the other interns are like making fun of him and they prank him and they steal his clothes and i think that there's a lot like i i don't know about you i think this game is really funny oh my goodness yes yes yeah and again i i I like i like this game a lot i might even be close to loving it there's just certain things about it that are just a little bit specifically coming off of that first playthrough that i'm just kind of like oof, this is not great so i was trying to explain to elena why this line was so funny so, so he, the other interns trick Raz into going into a closet and like giving him his clothes, giving them his clothes because they're like, oh, we need to get you in the intern uniform. Um, and he's like, well, shouldn't we me- like, shouldn't we measure me first? And they're like, well, we're going to measure your clothes to know what size <laughs> to get you. And he's like, okay. And so they steal his clothes and then he's got to find a way out and find some new clothes. And he says, <laughs> He says, I don't want them to know about my circus uh, circus underwear. And that's so funny to me because it's like he says circus underwear as if that's a thing. Because uh, for his background, by the way, if, if you're not familiar, he's from a family of acrobats who live in the circus. But like he's like, I don't want them to see my circus underwear as if that's anything <laughs> you know as if yeah, like anyone yeah. would be like, is that circus underwear? You weirdo. Oh, I, it's so funny. Or or he in the, the first brain. Um, he falls and falls and falls and he lands and he goes, Oh good. We're just in the morgue. Like that's so <laughs> funny. Or, or I ran into this, the weird girl in turn, she's making pancakes and he goes, where did you learn this pancake recipe? She goes, prison. Wait, sorry. What did I just say? I meant my, it's a family <laughs> recipe. <laughs> like that's so funny. I don't know. I, I think it's got a lot of charm and humor to it. That, um, is 100% my thing. And it is like, I, I, I think, Credit to you, Justin. I am really valuing having played the first game because it's basically the same exact stuff, just better, J- just updated to be a game, a 2021 game. You know, um, in terms of like how it actually plays and stuff. But yeah, I just I think it's got a lot of charm, a lot of wit, uh, and it's got a lot of ideas. Uh, so far, I mean, you know, I've just done the one brain, but in the one brain, I was like, oh, okay, I, there's some cool stuff going on, but. Uh, it's there. There's just so many. Like the the good thing about this game is, I think they allow you to really interact with characters more. Mm-hmm. It has such the like dialogue tree kind of situation. Like you're you're talking to these people doesn't matter, but like it helps like give like flavor to the characters and just kind of extend who they are. Yeah. Um, a little bit more like you can literally go up to most of the major characters and just have these long conversations with them. Um, yeah. one of my favorite characters from the first game uh is a. Uh, Dugan, Dogan, Boyle. Dogan, is he in it? I have not seen him yet, but okay. his sister's in it, and oh. his dad's in it. Oh. You know, his, you, you were telling me you got to the part where you met his dad. You're getting the bees. Is that Dogan's dad? Yeah, and oh. his sister is the uh, is Sam, I think, the one with the is animals. Is that the receptionist? No, the, the one what? with the animals that... Uh, did you go into the... the 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 pancake house or whatever where, where that girl... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his where sister. Oh! Oh, 
Okay, that so, makes sense. So it makes sense oh, about yeah. like the relationship with animals and stuff like that. But basically, uh, for for those of you listening, there's like a scene where there's the, 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 this family has a, a complicated history with animals, and like basically in the first game, uh, Dogen was like like exploding uh, squirrels when they made him angry or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then this his sister is like sitting there making pancakes, and like she's using all these like animals behind her, and like to like she's cl- they're clearly terrified of her. Yes, and she keeps like kind of like passive aggressive like threatening them to like like oh if you don't do this i'm gonna do something bad and then like the the animals will like be all scared she's like yeah you guys really don't take jokes do you and like there's just all this like and the animations are so great i love how these squirrels are animated they're just like these like doofy looking (laughs) little fluff balls put together it's yes it's just like constantly this stuff you never have to go in that cabin to advance the story but it's just so funny to like see this kind of stuff and I think, too, like the conversations with the different characters, like like you said, that is not necessary at all. And so there are certain characters who I'm like, OK, I'm actually not going to exhaust all these conversation options. But with her, it's, each line is so funny that where I'm like, I want to hear more of this. She does. Uh, you can say like uh, there, there's a goat in the background. You're like, <laughs> oh, so you, you must have milked the goat for, you know, yeah. how like how did you milk the goat? And she goes, oh, yeah, that might have been the better option. And then the bird is like, like ashamed or something. Like it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah, they get, um, they get it. Um, yeah. uh, w- one thing I have to say is that I really do feel like it's going to be hard for people just to jump in this game without playing Psychonauts One. Sure. Um, because they do give a, a like a backstory, but there are yeah. so many characters, and you do miss some of the, the of the of the connectionship, like the Bull family. Like you you miss that some of them are related to each other and like have that backstory. But also one of the things that also surprised me was how heavily the story relies on you playing the VR game, the Psychonauts the and the Romps of Ruin. Of Ruin. Yeah. Um, like it's clearly a, lo- a probably almost a more major plot point than anything that happened in Psychonauts 1 as it leads directly into the beginning of this game uh, sure. with it. So I actually started to play uh, Rhombus of Ruin right before we started recording this. I, it's $5 on the PlayStation Store. So if you got the mm-hmm. PSVR, you should get it. Um, and it's actually kind of fun because it's a sit down VR game that you teleport to different places, but you teleport to different places by like doing the telekinesis or whatever the one that you oh, do yeah. inside people's minds. So you're basically like possessing different people to move around the rooms. And then you still have your psychic powers that you can interact with things like you can like, you know, interact with things, set things on fire, throw things and all that kind of stuff. And it's definitely kind of setting up the story a little bit better um the the psychonauts too so they try to explain it and i think they do an okay job but but even then i felt like i was missing something with how many times they said the rhombus of ruin like they were literally advertising for the game sure um Again, uh, well, I don't want to. I, I don't want to seem like I'm negative on Psychonauts Two. I think it's a lot of fun. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool um, thematic uh, stuff. Like they, uh, the one of the uh, speaking of um, what do they call that? Uh, content warnings before games. Mm-hmm. They have such a good one about mental health and some of the mental health stuff that they um, are dealing with in this game. But really, one of the first things you do as Raz is you mess with someone's mind to try to get something, and you like mess them up. Yes. And from the second you do it, you see this like regret on Raz's face and like Raz being like, I got to do something about this, but I don't know what to do. And him kind of feeling powerless and that immediate regret. And it's just so well animated and so, so like well acted from every character. I think that it's Mm -hmm. really some good storytelling. And I love the dialogue too. 
Um, so first of all, there's an excellent article on GameRant.com titled uh, "You Don't Have to Play Psychonauts One Before Two, But You Should" by this total internet rando named Peter Hunt Spitek, uh, sort of going who goes into talking about like why the first Psychonauts is worth worth a try at least before giving it uh, the sequel a go. Um, but to your point about this, I'll, I'll link that in the description. Uh, <laughs> Get a couple clicks. Um, but to your point about this this content warning, I actually have it pulled up here, uh, and I want to read it because I think it's great. It is a great content warning, and we talked about that last week with um, Boyfriend Dungeon, and and we talked about it a little bit on the 12-minute spoiler cast where it's like maybe that game should have had something as well. So let me read you what uh, Psychonauts 2 has to say. Psychonauts 2 contains artistic interpretations of serious mental conditions, including addiction, PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety, and delusions. There are also... Um, Sorry, there are also images that may be upsetting to people with dental phobia. These conditions are usually presented in lighthearted or even uh, comical manners, but might still be distressing to some players. And then this is the part that really gets me, that I, like, love. Thank you, Psychonauts 2, for this. Ultimately, Psychonauts 2 is a game about empathy and healing. If you find yourself experiencing a negative uh, reaction to this content, or if you need a mental health uh, resource, please visit takethis.org slash mental health resources. The second half of that is great for two reasons. First of all, by saying, like, this stuff is in there. But at the end of the day, what this game is trying to say is that it's about understanding each other and healing from the things that might make us feel alone or different or separated, which I think is great. But then also by having, like, and if you are feeling triggered by any of this or whatever, here are some resources for how you can be helped in this moment, which I think is great. I also want to point out. It also sneaks in there like, oh, and, and there's like some teeth stuff in here. And then the game opens with <laughs> the craziest teeth shit I've ever seen. I don't want to be graphic here, but I'm going to describe some of this teeth stuff. So if that's not your thing. Fast forward a little bit, like 15, <laughs> 20 seconds. Like, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not like, I don't have a dental phobia, but you're like unzipping doors that are teeth as if there's, it's a zipper and there's just like gums everywhere. It's horrific, <laughs> but it's like, oh, and, and there's like some teeth stuff. Anyway, um, mental health is important. It's about healing. And it's like, okay, teeth stuff. What the hell? <laughs> like right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, good game though, but. Yeah. And this comes back to the fact that if you have game pass. Yeah. Do give it. this a try. Give it a do try. It. Do it. Do it. Do it. Psychonauts 1's on there, too. Do that first. Yeah. I mean, yes. both of these games seem to be like Psychonauts 1, 12-hour game. Psychonauts 2, I got about, like, looks like 15 hours or so. Yeah. Um, From the how they long They do not seem like huge commi uh, commitments. No, but they're, they're definitely worth it. Yeah. So, Justin, can we also talk a little bit about Gamescom? Let's do it. So, uh, I first heard about Gamescom in 2020 is this a new thing no it's been around for a while uh gamescom's in europe right like it's there yes, uh, so germany germany um gamescom is basically uh the one like it's larger than e3 because they had allowed public for a long uh, public to come to that to a long time mm -hmm. so it's not mm -hmm. just like e3 when it was like media people and like vendors and stuff um so it's always been a pretty big deal but it's always like the announcements are generally not as big so yeah. to speak, as E3. However, recently, in the past couple of years, is probably why you haven't heard of it, they did start to have some more like interesting announcements uh, and new mm -hmm. and unique announcements as well. So it's been around for a while. 
was last year the first year that Jeff Keighley was attached to it? I, I think so, right? Because he was E3 forever, and then he stopped after 2019. Um, um, I, I'm not sure 100%, um, but he did do an opening live last year, I think. Right, right. For sure, and but that's, I don't, I don't know when he started. That is why I like tuned in, because I was like, oh, like you're kind of a high-profile guy. So I watched that last year, and then this year was there was a lot of stuff in opening night live, which we'll get to in a little bit. But before we do, let's talk about Xbox said, or Microsoft rather, or I guess they're one and the same, said, hey, we're doing a conference the day before opening night live at Gamescom. Tune in. It's what, like an hour, hour and a half, 90 minutes. Um, so they did their conference and did you, did you watch it? I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, and, um, just also some context, Sony used to have a conference, but they have, since mm. stepped out of Gamescom. Uh, this mm. was before like all the E3 stuff happened. So they had already kind of moved out of it. And then Microsoft kept it. So everyone was always like, well, this is Microsoft's stage now to have all these cool announcements. Yeah. So Microsoft did their presentation. And um, a lot of people seem to think, at least from what I saw on Twitter, a lot of people seem to be like, okay, well, that was a giant waste of time because there weren't any like mind-blowing announcements or anything like that. And they took some time to sit down with smaller de- uh, like developers uh, that are still, you know, being published by Microsoft or, or uh, games that are coming to Xbox consoles like dying light and stuff like that. You know, they're, they're not, they don't have a partnership with, with them, but we still got to hear from dying the uh, tech land and, and all that. Um, and I thought it was actually a pretty good presentation for the people who are interested in these games. Uh, Age of empires four got like a long section about a trebuchet, which, I mean, like, come on. If you thought that was not fun to watch, like, that's great. That's, uh, what, when do you watch videos of trebuchets? You know what I mean? Like, uh, every time you watch Lord of the YouTube, Rings. But, mm, 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 a lot of trebuchets mm, in uh, Lord of the Rings. A lot of trebuchets. Yeah. That is actually very true. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it was, it was a lot of fun, um, especially hearing from these smaller developers that, like, I don't know. I don't... Mm, hear a lot about or really think about i mean like age of empires 4 like i don't think i'm gonna play it but i watched that section and i was like well that kind of seems like fun yeah i don't know I, I just i thought there was a lot of cool stuff there and it was a big thing for those smaller developers that are not your 343 industries or any of the other like really really big xbox exclusive studios do you know what i mean yeah i think uh, people are upset probably because of how awesome their E3 presentation was um, and, and how like a, much of a banger that was. Yeah. But there's some cool things that were announced here. Um, I think, you know, if we're t- looking at like the, they talked about the humble and game pass deal that they had yeah. and they kind of went through those games. Like those are smaller games, but like, that's a pretty, that's a lot of like little games to like play. And hopefully yeah. one of those you'd be interested in. I also thought the Xbox cloud gaming uh, coming to Series X and Xbox One uh, is interesting. I still think they need a lot of work with their cloud service, uh, sure. obviously. But just even expanding it and and making it something that is going to be more accessible um, for people. And how great is that? Like, if you don't even have to download games, I mean, think of how sometimes like you're getting in the mood to play something, and then you can't you play it because you got to download right. it first. But now you can download it stream it to play and then once you the game is actually downloaded then you can go in and get your progress saved over to the downloaded version 
and seamless. Awesome. Well, Great. It, it's it's cool too that uh, you can stream. <laughs> this is awesome on your Xbox One. If you don't have a Series X, you can stream Xbox Series X games mm-hmm. on your Xbox One. Which it, like I, I just I think it's really cool that they are saying like, yo, if you have an Xbox, like, dude, we are not forgetting about you. Like, you bought this. Not everyone has the money to drop on a new console or can even has the time to devote to getting one like it, it's all cool that that you have one in general so it, it, yeah it was a good i thought it was a pretty good pre- presentation again nothing like mind-blowing but still a nice look into what the rest of the year looks like for the platform you know i, I think the gunk looks fun like speaking of things like yeah. like the, a little bit of extended gameplay with that also they announced that it was a delay it was yeah, supposed to, to be what, coming December? out this month but then they they did December. But yeah. hey, I have too many things to play right now. I don't think yeah. I need something else. Um, I do have to say one of the things like and I, I guess we can transition into the opening night live. Yeah, I think in retrospect, I'm kind of confused by Xbox based on some about of the Halo? announcements that were made specifically Halo based in the opening night live instead of their conference. Uh I mean, you have a conference like for your games. All eyes are on you. And then you don't yeah. announce Halo. So there is actually a pretty great article on GameRant.com by this internet rando named Peter Hunt Spitek called Halo Infinite. Microsoft had its cake and ate it too at Gamescom 2021. Uh, you can check that out in the description. I mean, he's just like sort of a <laughs> random guy. Um, but basically the article details like everyone was kind of confused about like, well, why didn't you just have that in your presentation? But at the end of the day, two things got to happen. First of all, they had a cool presentation the day before uh, opening night live uh, where they got to sit down with smaller developers and talk about Age of Empires 4 and what is it? Crusader Kings 3 and and Psychonauts 2 and, and the gunk and all this sort of all these other games. They got to sit down with these people and talk about them. And there wasn't a big thing stealing the show. Right. If they put Halo Infinite at the end or the beginning of that presentation, that's all anyone would talk about and no one would be thinking about or paying attention to these other smaller announcements, right? Or, or interviews or whatever, uh, which by the way, the two hosts, uh, I'm forgetting both of their names. I, I thought they were great. Uh, not important, but then they get to opening night live and then Xbox steals the show by saying, here's what's up with halo infinite. Check out our master chief controller. Check out our halo infinite series X. Like, Boom. They had two straight days of Microsoft Xbox coverage that I think really served them well. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think like with that, like that's true. But I also think people who are like looking bad at at Microsoft for like that first thing, because that did seem to be a little bit of disappointment coming out of that first conference. But like, what are you expecting, guys? I mean... I and even then, like saying agree. Halo comes out on this time, I mean that that's a big announcement. But like, but Justin, that wasn't all they announced with Halo. What else? The did Master they Chief, Elite Two, whatever Xbox controller, and the most stunning console I may, maybe have ever seen: <laughs> the Halo Infinite Edition Xbox Series X. Can I admit something shameful to you? Go ahead. I tried real hard to get one. Oh, that is shameful. Not not for any other reason <laughs> than the fact that you already have one. <laughs> yeah. It's just, here's the thing. Uh, I've been playing my Xbox a lot lately, and 
I think I love it. I'm a big fan, and I think that it is a beautiful looking. I mean, it's just a black box, but I think it's it's sleek looking, and I think it's it's cool, and I like the vents on the top of it and all that. Um, or I guess the side because I keep it laid down. <laughs> um, yeah, mine is still so darn loud. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I was, like having the the Halo one is just so damn good looking. With the the decals, and it's not overly Halo about it. It's just got like a, like stars speckled on it, and and there's like these kind of like gold highlights and and all sorts of stuff. Mm. I I just like it, and I didn't get it, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> um, what did you think about the CG trailer for the multiplayer season of Halo? Uh, don't really care. <sighs> I mean, like I have to. Oh gosh, I have to play through those Halo games this year. Um, we'll see if that happens. Yeah. Uh, part of what I think makes the original Halo games so special is like Master Chief is the Spartan and he's a big deal because of that. And then Halo Reach comes out and it's full of Spartans. And that was kind of cool because it was like, whoa, we've only ever seen Master Chief. And then spoilers for Halo Reach, uh, they all die. It's not really a spoiler. It's shown in the first cutscene. All right. Uh, get off my back. And um, uh, Master Chief is a popsicle in that ship at the end, too. If you look over yes, and you see is. him there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But um, because, like, they all died, it still sort of, like, kept that same, like, yo, Master Chief is still kind of, like, he's the last hope. And then I don't know. I, I don't know why like lore wise there are more spartans now i assume they you didn't just read the, the 20 novelizations back. and all like the, fortunately the i didn't have forums time and, yeah. no yeah yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I, didn't, I, I, could, I could watch like a 20 minute youtube lore summary that seems like trick question I could do. what color is master chief's hair go five brown four red why is it what no it's not he's a redhead is that look true it up. look it up are you lying to me? I'm not lying to you. While you're looking that up, uh, I think the the CG trailer kind of proved to me that they're really creating that possibility of separating the two from each other. Okay, hold on. No, hold on. <laughs> I'm on halo.fandom.com. John117. Hair color brown. What are you talking about? I could have... No, okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's got brown hair, blue eyes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt what you were saying. No, you're I'm fine. Sure I mean, okay. So in the fall of Reach, oh wait, the book. Oh no. my gosh. So according to the franchise director Frank O'Connor, he has reddish hair, hmm. the way he's depicted in the trailer. Okay. Wait, what's this? This is there's a lot of confusing stuff here. I could have uh, sworn it was red. I might be wrong, but regardless of if I was right or wrong, this image is for you. Okay, I mean, I'm on halopedia.org backslash John117, and it says hair color brown, eye color blue. And let's see what you've sent. Okay, you've just sent two twin redhead boys in green shirts. Yep, they're definitely, the, in that in that Master Chief? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what's weird? This is from the Halo movie that got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only still that they ever released. I'll put that on Twitter. Anyway, you were saying, I'm so sorry, about Halo and the fact that there are more Spartans and the trailer for... Um, yeah, but but I think one the of the things is that um, the the CG trailer seems a lot more in line with like a season release of Apex, like how they have mm -hmm, like a trailer mm -hmm. associated with that. So I really think they are planning for that eventuality of separating the two from each other. So we don't have campaign and multiplayer together. You just have this continuous right. free to play 
um, multiplayer in addition to occasionally a campaign releasing, if at all. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it'll <laughs> seems like it'll it'll release. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready to play it because I just want to play it. You know what I mean? I just want to be like, is this good or not? <laughs> tell me, tell me now. <laughs> let me know. Because I want to know. I don't. Please wanna, let me know. I, I do not want to invest more mental energy in this if this is going to be shitty. Um, but from the again, the technical preview impressed me. So who knows? Um, they're doing more of that, which I mean, I I would do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they are doing seasons for the multiplayer, so I guess that will be interesting to see when it, you know, comes around. But um, I, I think that the multiplayer will be fine, given how good it was for the technical preview, but the interesting thing to me will be the campaign. And yeah. that will really be, like, if the campaign, if I walk away from the campaign with a bad taste in my mouth, I'm probably not going to really play that multiplayer too much you know yeah. what I'm trying to say with that yeah well so. i can't wait to play it with you uh, on december 8th dude that sucks i mean like i know i know you're being facetious because i i believe last week you were kind of like i mean like not that big of a deal but like i think it's a big problem because a lot of people like to play halo uh with their friends uh, it's particularly the campaign multiplayer so um yeah, I'm excited to play that with you, Justin. March 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but because, you know, we'll all still be really wondering about that Halo campaign by then. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking speaking of uh, 2022, uh, another um, big announcement about 2022. Uh, which thing? It Go involves uh, one redheaded individual. We already did, we just got done talking about Halo, man. No, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Horizon uh, officially Horizon, yes. been delayed. Officially um, delayed February eighteenth, and it started with a very uh, like a one-on-one apologetic. Uh, uh, apologetics maybe the wrong word, but a one-on-one just like talking to the audience from the director about like, yeah, you know, we tried. <laughs> I mean, it was it was not that yeah. flippant, but like it was like but we like, tried to, but we couldn't. So yeah, which hey, good on you. Do that. Yeah. Uh, the beginning uh, of the year is going to suck, though, in terms of my wallet. Yeah, and your time. I mean, you you are a busy man, January to March. Well, that's true, but also um, there's a lot coming out that I'm going to want to play. Yeah, there are. I can I can like list between January and February, like four or five titles that are like, you. Know, I'm going to have to check this out at the very least. Yeah. So we've got. Pokemon Legends Arceus, which mm-hmm. is coming in June, and I'm sure that's not going to be a small game. No, uh, we got Elden Ring, which I don't really like, super care about, but like I'm just to play it. To I know. feel like if I don't play it in the in what, the week it comes out, I will never play it. You know what I mean? Right? Yes, <laughs> but, like, and, and I, want I just to. need to know. You're right. Yeah. Um, pff, what else? Then we got Horizon in February, and then. We got uh, Sifu in February as well. Do you, are you interested in that one? That's the I, that that will be one. one I skip. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but they also have, um, I mean, uh, Destiny Two, Rainbow Six Extraction. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the new the Saints Row reboot, re whatever. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, the, another Vampire Masquerades coming out, um, and then in March we already have uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, that actually looks kind of cool. So. What is that game again? It's, uh, I believe, and this is what I heard on the scuttlebutt. <laughs> I got no articles <laughs> pulled up. Um, it's, it's, a uh, it's Marvel, but it's like turn-based strategy. Like, I, I kind of like XCOM, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, I'd play that. 
Yeah, I mean, um, it, it looked interesting. Um, I it's yeah. it's another shocking thing just how many of these Marvel properties there are right now. I know Disney Marvel huge, right? Obviously, but right. another one that they're going with. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Uh. Apparently, the Midnight Suns, like that's a comic thing. I'm not that deep to know, but uh, I've been reading a lot of Invincible. That'd be a good game. Um. But, um. Yeah, it, it looks good. I'd play it. Did anything else get announced at uh, this opening night live that you were interested in? Uh yeah. So <laughs> Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Uh, now, have you I heard know of why it? you're interested now. Yeah, they, Morgana's from Morgana from uh, uh, Persona Five is going to be in it, which like it seems fun. Okay, you got you got Kiryu from Yakuza in it. You've got Sonic and Tails. You got the uh, main character from uh, Jet Set Radio. Uh, there's a great article on GameRant.com by this internet rando named Peter Hunt Spitek titled <laughs> Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is Becoming the Smash Ultimate of a Genre, which I think is kind of true. Like, I have to agree with the author here a little bit. Like, they're just adding all of these random characters. And so far, it's all just Sega characters because I believe uh, yeah, Monkey Ball a is a Sega yeah, joint. Yeah. Uh, but if they start to re- like this game was announced at the Nintendo's E3 d- direct. So two months ago, and they've already announced five new characters from four different franchises that are coming to this game. If they start branching out and like they have Capcom characters, so you get like Leon or, uh, Zelda. pyramid head Link. from Konami or Ganondorf. right. Or anyone from Nintendo or whatever. Mario. Like, it is Justin. What other characters he got? Uh, that's all I got. Uh, I ran out. Yep, that's all three. You named all three of them. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, if you start getting, like, all of these wacky characters together, like, I don't know. I think it could be kind of fun. Um, and I, I like Monkey Ball. Oh, I'm, I, I was I'd always bite. a fan of Monkey Ball. Like, that was a, a... I played it all the time. I played one and two a lot Um, on... Was that GameCube, I guess? I, I played Monkey Ball 2 on the GameCube. It yes. must have been GameCube. So uh, I'm totally looking forward to this. Uh, didn't think I would, but guess I that's am now. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to buy it day one, but it might be the kind of game that is like, I don't know, fun for me in Atlanta to dip into every now and then. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> and Morgana's in it now, which <laughs> was adorable. Um, yeah, that was kind of it for me in terms of interesting releases. How about I, you? I think one thing that stood out to me that could be pretty interesting was the Outlast Trials. Um, basically, it's like a multiplayer yeah. Outlast game. Kind of looks maybe puzzle solving. You can play it with friends or by yourself. Um, I mean, potentially that could be something fun. A cooperative spooky game. Did you Have you played the uh, either or I think there's three maybe Outlast games? Yeah, I played the first one. Um, I didn't play the second one. Uh, the first one in the DLC I played. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I, it's fine. Like it's it, not bad. Don't get me wrong, but I think maybe if it's more puzzly with a partner, that could be something that makes that game fun. Sure. Or, I don't, I think, cause I played, I played through that with a friend, uh, where we were sort of passing the controller oh, back okay, and forth. Okay. I was like, whoa, and then, you created this. <laughs> <laughs> it was me actually uh, surprised. I'm the developer. Uh, it's just me, but, uh, I, I think I don't like it. <laughs> I think, uh, like, I'm a fan of sur- survival horror. I think I don't like horror. Mm. Do you know what I, like, yeah. there's, I I didn't realize there was a difference until recently. But, like, Outlast is a horror game because it's just, like, time to get scared. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, because you don't have anything to, like, fight back with. It's just run and hide. 
But um, and and also kind of cheap when you eventually realize that the people pursuing you can't like get to a certain part, so you just like jump yes. over this little platform and just watch them like have their right. AI not being great. Yeah. So so we'll see about that. I Justin, I'd play it with you if you if you needed a partner. All right. We'll 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 spook each other out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how many times I would do it. But I would. <laughs> I, I, for you, Justin, I would do it if you if you needed someone. But yeah. Uh, Saints Row. I, I've so I like know weirdly like a little bit about Saints Row without ever ever having really played any of them. Are when they announce that this is coming back, are you excited for it? I gotta be honest, like Saints Row yeah. to me, specifically the original one, like one, two, and I guess three started this. Like mm-hmm. the, to me, they were like cartoony GTA clones, right? And I think that's kind of like how they like started off more or less. Well, they were a satire of GTA, right? Right. Which in itself is satire, right? So that's like of, like okay. America, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so it, it's almost like it like not that I'm like a huge GTA fan. I've never really played them, but like it's almost like it missed the whole point of what GTA was going for. Right. Right. And just was like, what if this was stupid? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think that's the perfect way of doing it. Grand Theft Auto, if it were stupid. Um, but uh, the it, it, to me, it got more interesting about like, oh, I could see myself playing that like when they started doing more of the um, superhero stuff um yeah was that saints row three or was there like a dlc for three that did that so there was so there was saints row three and then there was saints, saints row four okay I so think that it might have been saints four. Row four i think with the aliens and the when the in the superpowers and the vr yeah. stuff whatever but i think that's where the game like had its own identity at that point of just being like a crazy just literally open world do whatever you want fly around kind of thing um, mm-hmm. this one itself just looks like I got vibes of, uh, uh what is the name of, uh, Aiden Pierce, that game. Watchdog. Watchdogs. I got a lot of watchdoggy vibes with it. Again, it's only like a trailer. So like, w- other than that, I just feel like, feel like eh, it's another one of these games. Does it have yeah. a place? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, people are upset. Do you see this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Care to share? Yeah, I mean, basically, this is, uh, people are upset because they apparently made the characters too, quote unquote, woke, (laughs) which is a ridiculous, uh, I think, comment, specifically because of what people are upset by. So this is an article from Den of Geek by uh, author Matthew Bird, um, and it's called Saints Row fans are already calling reboot too woke. And uh, this kind of explains the, the, the whole controversy. Uh, Matthew Bird says, quote, While some are simply upset that this upcoming game will seemingly abandon many of the series' famous characters and locations, the most vocal complaints so far tend to focus on the idea that Saints Row Reboot is aiming for the Gen Z crowd by incorporating woke characters, hipster themes, and a more youthful and playful overall vibe that some say is at odds with the dark undertones of the previous games in the series. Since when was, like, Saints Row serious? <laughs> I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, Saints Row 2 had you driving a truck full of poop around, so. and you were spraying people with it. So, uh, also, 
I would just like to say, if anyone, if I'm ever talking to anyone and they're like, it's a little too woke for me, I'd be like, I'm never going to fucking talk to you ever again. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so, uh, Peter, you probably shouldn't talk to people who play the original Saints Row games, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, that's... <sighs> It just baffles my mind to a certain degree. Because, I mean, I, the game, like, I thought it looked like the trailer that they showed. I mean, it looked, like, kind of fun and, and like, it's silly. Saints and, Row like, stuff. to me, a similar tone to what I thought Saints Row was. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> it, it's so whack, though. Because, I don't know. Like, I, and here's the thing. Here's what I've, it, over the past year, here's something I learned. If a game has lore, there are some people who really care about it. Mm-hmm. And, um. There's nothing wrong with liking a game's lore. And if you're super into Saints Row lore, like, all good. Not a problem. Like that. And if you think that this is going against that, then, like, sure. Like, I am i don't know enough to say otherwise. But it sort of seems like it's going for the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Uh, I mean... I mean, the only time I would critique you if you liked a game's lore would be 12 minutes because that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, probably not going to play this game because I don't have any relationship to Saints Row oh, or yeah, GTA yeah. or and, whatever. And but. we just talked about it's like coming out around like so many other things. So yeah. I think Horizon would have my my heart that week. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a shame that the Horizon's coming out that year, though. I mean, because from what I've seen of Horizon Forbidden West, it looks way better. Not that I didn't like the first one, but it looks like it's way better than what I played of uh, Resin Zero Dawn. Now, is it going to be way better than Breath of the Wild 2, which is supposed to come out in 2022? I, I don't know. kind of sucks that, like, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, excuse me, had to <laughs> come out right around the same time as uh, Breath of the Wild because it's like, well, shoot. Like, we made a great open world game that got absolutely eclipsed by this new open world yeah game. i just can't wait for nintendo to be like uh, later this month like and breath of the wild 2 coming out february 21st <laughs> that'd can be you wild imagine that can you imagine that would be pretty wild i i mean probably not though right because th- why would they want to eat up pokemon legends arceus uh they're, well they're, they, they probably would just do it because they're like uh uh check like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, but Sony, I will say, Sony is potentially set up for a pretty good year uh, of next year. Like, I know a lot of people have been talking about, like, they don't really have a big game for the fall, uh, or for fall and, and beginning of winter here, um, which is true. I mean, Deathloop and Kina, Bridge of Spirits, are both coming out in September, but, like, that's kind of it, and, like, September is not even close to the oh, holiday season. You're missing the biggest game that's coming out this year. Oh. Abandoned supposed to come out this year is it maybe really? the trailer at least is supposed to come maybe. out this year there were like eight it went, on that app dude there were like 12 12 different things that was and like so far only the one that was teased before uh by yeah, the way just wanna, re- real quick yeah, uh, there was a tweet um i've been looking at blue box and hassan karaman's uh, uh twitter accounts daily sometimes multiple times a day just to see like what's oh, going good. on and he tweeted um yesterday so that would be saturday the 28th he said <clears throat> We are working on a proper reveal for Abandoned via the real-time experience app. I ask everyone to wait patiently for this, wishing everyone a nice Sunday blue heart. I guess he tweeted that Saturday, but time zones, maybe. 
Okay, this is kind of weird. I'm looking at the different words that are capitalized. And if you take the first letter from each of those words, it says, I am Hideo Kojima. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Okay. So he's they're working on a, a proper reveal. Interesting. I sort of thought that other reveal would have been the proper reveal. but Well, he probably is, is, is aware that it didn't go the proper way. Yes, I do not have this up in front of me, but I believe, like, in an interview with, like, IGN, he was like, yeah, we botched this, and it, like, was a disaster. <laughs> um, which, I mean, it was for a lot of people. We had fun with it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm still bad for that fun. guy. I saw some guy started streaming um, when it was initially supposed to go up and said, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to stop streaming until we watch this thing. And then he watches it, and it's just what they had on Twitter that little clip from Twitter and he's just sitting there. He's like, well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to go to bed, <laughs> but, um, that's all I got, Justin. What, uh, you have anything else to add here? Uh, I mean, overall I thought the, uh, the opening out live, a lot of, a lot of different announcements. It was a little long for me. It was like an hour, almost two hours. It's it? two hours. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite part though, the one part that I'm really going to be like stuck with for quite some time, uh, was the two minutes of music playing with a cassette just on screen. Oh, can <laughs> like, I say, th- whoever that woman was, was eating it up out there with her violin and her big flowy dress, and she's like kicking around. Well done, whoever that was for whatever game that was. I think it's Tales of Arise. Yeah, oh, it was really Ta- well, Tales of Arise was her playing the violin, but then there was the other one for Replaced that oh, it was I just mean, the must, cassette. Must it was like one. some music that was playing. Um, oh, it was fun. Okay, I I missed that one. But the, the violin uh, lady was pretty cool. The oh the the I thought the the violin thing was awesome. Like that was so yeah. cool with the um the the floor and how she was like really going at it in the back. It just it looked it was awesome. Like the production yes. value. That's why we don't like to do things over Zoom, folks. We like those stages. Well, hey, if you have any thoughts about uh, opening that live, the Xbox Games Com conference or psychonauts 2 or what else we talk about pokemon unite i suppose uh you can go ahead and um send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet or a dm on twitter at hitboxpod Uh, you can also find both of our personal twitter account handles in the description here um Thanks so much for listening. If you feel so inclined, it'd be cool if you would share the show with a friend or uh, an enemy, a lover, really anyone. That would be great. We're on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Podcasts and all that sort of stuff, so you can follow us and and, and all that jazz there. Uh, Justin, am I missing anything? you have anything else to add here at the end? Uh, the I, I think uh, everyone needs to uh, go out um, and... Uh, just wait and start streaming until Abandoned uh, gets its next update and just never leave your computer until we get that update. Sure, I think everyone should go out and watch Wild Speed Super Combo. Great flick. (laughs) 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 Hey, uh, thanks so much for listening. Always remember, old games are old. We will catch you next time. Until then, bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>